Good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. And uh, nice to see you all. Nice to have you all with us. We're going to invite a, uh, a friend with us. Special guest. A special guest uh, to join us. Let's see. Where is the option? Bring a friend. There it is. Uh, so, uh, Jessica, tell us all about your weekend. Weekend it was a good weekend. It definitely felt like November out there this weekend. We had our <laughs> we had our trunk retreat on Friday because it was raining on Thursday. So okay. Um, but yeah, I saw some pretty creative trunks out there. Yeah, we had some good <laughs> some good trunks. <laughs> Spilled my coffee <laughs> all over my keyboard. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> Ah, at least I'm drinking it out of a fancy mug. That's right. So, we're going to see how good these Apple keyboards are. How waterproof they are. How coffee proof they are. So, maybe you are having yep, a mug like me. <laughs> yeah, trunk or treat was good. We had some, some good trunks. I went up to, I was driving by the hang gliding place. Oh yeah, that you did the fearless. Where we did the video. fearless video, and they were actually hang gliding. Nice. Which I'd never seen before. It was amazing. Um, so, yeah, so that was really cool. Got to see it. Judah was with me. We were coming back from camping. We'd gone camping this weekend. Nice. So that was all good. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, we want we have some stuff to get out of the way. We want to say happy birthday. Happy birthday. We have lots uh, of birthdays. Lots of birthdays here. Uh, let me get uh, our good friend here. Okay, you get our friend. Uh, I'll get my birthday hat on. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if we can do this. We have uh, birthdays today. Of uh, today, Brandon, Brandon Pine. Pine. Brandon happy birthday, Pine. Brandon. Happy birthday, Brandon Pine. Yes. You have to make the noise. We want to say also uh, happy birthday to Jim, Jim Paisley, Paisley today. Jim Paisley, Paisley today. Happy birthday, Jim happy Paisley. Birthday. Hey, Chris, I'm how you doing? So this good morning? again. How are you? Oh, that's so <laughs> good, much better. Good. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. So, what's happening much, with you? Man. It's it's a busy time. I feel like I say that all year, but we are we are hard at work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. So speak to us today, man. What's the, what's on your right, heart? Well, um, I've been thinking a lot about leadership. Like I've been thinking about leader, the difference between like the buzzword of leadership and what and the difference in pastoral ministry, right? So like, what does the word leadership not entail that pastoral ministry does? And so, you know, through my schooling and through all sorts of you know podcast after book after conversation, um, there's a lot of leadership stuff out there and there's one person that like is is sort of all over the place when you talk about leadership um and jess if you had to guess i, I talked to lee already jess if you had to guess who do you think that would be could you guess yeah if they're about like I, I don't expect you to get it right but but what do you think if you had to pick one who, <laughs> who might it be i don't know uh, all right so I'm, I'm talking bible into the bible oh bible so like Wait, <laughs> I wasn't listening so, to the so question. Somebody, yeah, ask yes. the question. So, so what is one Bible person that comes to mind when you think leadership? I'm sure whatever you say is going to be a great answer. It doesn't have to be the one I'm going for. 
I got my answer. I don't, go ahead. You do Jesus, that's Jesus. a great one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll come up. That'll come up. <laughs> Guys, help me out. Yeah, I was thinking if you could. I can't see the, the comments. This is always the <laughs> well, in my in my experience, the one that comes up so so super often is Nehemiah. So this is Old Testament. Um, Nehemiah. Mm. Someone from the Bible. Right. <laughs> pretty close. Like, Craig Rochelle is pretty close. Um, <laughs> He's not in the Bible. <laughs> yes. So, Nehemiah uh, has been, like, that picture of leadership. Um, has been a picture of, of what it means to be a good leader. And, and so, I kind of looking at Nehemiah today. Um, I like to look at Nehemiah backwards. So, like, going through his story backwards. And you saw some of the words there in the title of the video. Um, and that sounds weird to go through it backwards, but I think it'll make sense. We're going to talk about his purpose, his passion and his pain. Um, I just like to make it pretty. And so that's typically what I do. Um, so, and I love the book of Nehemiah. Um, it's like personal because it's, you know, from his perspective, the eyes and the me's. And uh, I think that's really, really interesting. So if you're like in between Bible reading plans or whatever, I think Nehemiah is a great place to go. Um, and as many watching know, there's this cycle in the Old Testament, right? This like the Israelites are in exile in, in Nehemiah's time. And so we have this cycle of like obedience and then sin and then exile and then restoration. And then obedience, sin, exile, restoration over and over again. Um, and so yeah. this is one of those exile times. And so Nehemiah had favor with the, the, the nation that he was exiled to. So he is um, the cupbearer for the Persian king Artaxerxes. And like cupbearer, I've heard it said both ways. You know, like drink slave doesn't sound like a great thing. Um, you're like, right, yeah, like slave. taking drinks to make sure that the king wouldn't die. Um, but anyone that close to the king had honor, right? Like anyone that in the, the kingdom, like in the government, you know, they had some sort of honor. They were a high place, no matter if you were, you know, a drink slave or not. Um, so Nehemiah had favor with the king. And so his, his purpose was to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls, rebuild the city and, and take care of God's people. And it was a huge purpose. Um, they were facing military attack. And so Nehemiah led like his people had a hammer in one hand and a sword in the other, right? So they're like building the walls and right. defending the walls at the same time. And it was this huge purpose. He ended up having like huge influence in God's story. His purpose was huge. And uh, I tell students all the time, like everyone in the room is super capable. But everyone is capable. Everyone has this purpose. And so uh, that's very true for who is in, uh, in this video right now, like who's watching. Um, your purpose is huge. Every yeah. one of us has this huge purpose. And, and I think it's important to remember that purpose sometimes and, uh, and go back to the beginning. Like when, it, when it's tiring yeah. and, and when, you know, you're arguing with a parent and, and when a kid has disappointed you again because you know they can do it and they won't. Uh, but to go back to that purpose is super important. So where did Nehemiah's purpose come from? Um, and the answer, I think, is his passion. So we go through, like, that passion word is big as well. And, uh, but I think Nehemiah gives us a really good picture of what passion actually means. And so we need see in Nehemiah 2, uh, him talking to Artaxerxes and, like, asking to quit. He's like, all right, to the king, I'm, I, I want out of here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, like, I want to um, right. I, I want to go back home. I want to rebuild the walls. I want to do this huge thing. And like people have been beheaded for far less. <laughs> so like Nehemiah was really sticking his head out and really, well, figuratively and literally, um, like really taking a risk to say, I have this passion, so can I go do it? And uh, I think it's important for us too, like mm. our passion for students finding Jesus 
fuels us to fulfill our purpose. Like our passion takes us to the big risks, takes us to the big um, requests and the big decisions that lead us to fulfilling our purpose. And Nehemiah's did too, super important. And that makes me ask the next question from purpose to passion. As we go back one more step, where did that passion come from? And uh, the way I see it, Nehemiah's passion comes from his pain. And that sounds kind of weird, but his passion comes from, hey, we see it in Nehemiah 1, uh, 1, 4. He says, when I heard these things, when I heard the story of Jerusalem, the remnant that was left there, and and, like there were some Israelites left, but they were basically just pouting. Like they were just like depressed in Jerusalem, like woe is me. And when he heard these things, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Like he received this painful news and it rocked him and shook him. And uh, I think we all face that pain, like as people that are serving students, um, whether we're, you're a crier or not, like you have, you have been that passionate about something that has brought you to this place of pain. Like when I think about the percent of students that, you know, leave church after they graduate high school, that like leave the faith when they leave high school, leave my group, like that is heartbreaking. When I think about like the number of students that are so hopeless that they feel like suicide is their only option, like that is, that takes me to a place. Um, when I think about just how hard it is to be a Christian teenager in our culture, like that, that causes something inside me to weep and fast and pray and takes me to a place. It causes big pain and it leads me to something. Um, Nehemiah's name means the Lord comforts. So like Nehemiah was in this place of pain and that's where it all started for him. That's where he met God. And that's where uh, his pain led him to his passion, which led him to fulfill his purpose. And, uh, and you said Jesus. And I think that that is a very appropriate response because Jesus modeled this for us as well, right? Like he demonstrated his purpose. Jesus came to die on the cross to reunite man and God again. And his passion was worked out in the garden of Gethsemane. His passion was displayed on the cross and his pain was knowing that his children were on the path to spiritual death. And that pain fueled his passion to fulfill his purpose. And I think we're the same way that, uh, if you have a burden for teenagers, God sees that burden and he sees that pain and he uses it to fuel our passion, to fulfill our purpose. And like when you're tired, like it's important to remember, it's not about like filling out follow-up postcards. It's not about fielding angry texts mm-hmm. from you know parents. It's not about vacuuming Doritos out of the church van. Like our, <laughs> our purpose comes from this passion that comes from this pain. And uh, we can use that pain and not get stuck there, but use that pain to fuel our passion, to fulfill our purpose, just like Jesus did, just like Nehemiah did. Um, yeah. And that's where we're at. Absolutely. And uh, I keep wondering, like, what are you doing to make parents so angry? <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a conversation with an angry parent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm due. I'm due here. So, pretty soon. Yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> it happens more frequently when you're, yeah. When you're yeah. No, spot on. Yeah, spot on, Chris. It's our, that pain, that compassionate yeah. pain, you know, that we we receive that drives us. Yeah, that's excellent. And Chris, so highlight for us really quick, if you would, one of the unique things you do, you, you call it Apex Tonight, which Apex is the name yeah. of your student ministry. Uh, and this is, you do it on a Wednesday. It's like part of your, 
normal kind of routine, right? As far as when yeah, so we do a series every year, and we're experimenting with doing a little more. But we will model our Wednesday night service after a uh, a late night talk show, so like a you know Jimmy Fallon or whatever. So nice. um, I'll steal a bunch of his jokes. Like I'll just like watch a week's worth of monologues and pick the ones that aren't you know about politics, and uh, I'll just steal jokes <laughs> for a little bit. We do commercial breaks, and uh, we have some like friends come in that are in ministry and and some that are you know like uh, just serving in the church and uh and we use the question what is god speaking to you right now um and that question you know it gets people excited like i don't make them preach but we have a, a, an interview conversation about what is god speaking to you right now and uh, people are excited about it and it creates really fun conversation yeah yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. The politics is probably why you're mad parents. <laughs> last, so the last time I did this, um, I did a bit about Bernie Sanders. Somebody asked him, like, I think they were at the beginning of this, like, uh, like a debate or, or an interview or a town hall meeting. And they were like, you want to get started? And he goes, yeah, what else do I got to do? And so I told that joke. And Jimmy Fallon, like, I think it was Jimmy Fallon. He was like, well, that's exactly what I want in the president. Like, what do I got better to do? And so I, I made that same joke sarcastically, like, wow, that sounds like a great thing. And I did have a parent come to me and say, I heard you were supporting Bernie Sanders in youth group. And so I'm like, that's not, yeah. that's not it. See? <laughs> yeah. We had a, uh, yeah, anyway, politics. <laughs> Yeah, even when you try to do it uh, clean and neat, it's risky. It's yeah. risky business. <laughs> no good. No good. <laughs> it's challenging. Well, Chris, would you uh, pray for our youth pastors today and uh, pray that they are are leading out of their 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 pain, passion, yeah. and purpose for their purpose. God, thank you so much. Thank you for this group, for this opportunity to uh, fulfill your call, God, and, and this huge purpose you've put in our lives. Father, I, I pray that you help us to be obedient to it, that you give us this passion, this, this fuel for that purpose, and that we continue to look to you for it, and that we look back about what keeps us up at night, what gives us butterflies, what hurts, and we use that pain to fuel that passion to fulfill that purpose. And it's through you. You are the author and the finisher of each and every element of that, God. So I pray we're continuing to look to you as we look for it. And so God, I pray for pastors and leaders today that are tired and that they are, they're weary. And I pray that you put in their path something to remind them what they're working for. Remind them the, of, of the pain and of the passion, of the purpose you put on their lives. And that you give them that, that extra shot of, uh, of what they need to get through the day, to get through the season. And you just remind them that they are doing your work and they're being obedient to you. So thank you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank Thanks, you for having Chris. me. You got it, man. Awesome See job. Ya. See you later. <laughs>